According to Barna, 64% of Christians today think that evangelism is optional. Let's change the stats. Welcome to GoCast, a podcast designed to inspire and equip pastors and leaders to lead soul-winning churches. We have a mission to go and make disciples. This is GoCast. Hey everyone, welcome to GoCast. I'm your host, Kelly Stickle, joined by my friend and co-host, Tim Tribble. How are you, Tim? Doing wonderful, Kelly. Good to be here. Awesome. Well, today we have a great guest uh, again, my friend, Jaken Mullen, who pastors Home Church in Red Deer, and we dive into this whole idea of some tips and tricks that he worked with his staff on and did himself on being resilient throughout this pandemic. I remember when COVID first hit, we thought, you know, beginning of March, we're like, oh, by for sure by Easter, we're going to be out and everything's good. Here we are a year and yeah. a bit later, wow. and we're still in this thing. And so leading through this this whole season of uncertainty is very disconcerting for a lot of leaders. But Jake has some incredible insight on, on and ideas that he gave to his staff that has really led the way with their church in a big way. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this question. Tim, is there anything that you've learned through this season as far as that's helped you be more resilient? Yeah, I think uh, just this season alone has forced me to uh, just get recreational and start finding how to how to use the things that really fulfill me in different aspects. So uh, when your comfort zones get torn down, it's a matter of finding new avenues to be able to ex- explore and uh, and expand in your giftings. And and I think it's just a time for creativity and innovation. innovation so. Yeah, that's very cool. And it really has been a season of creativity. When yeah. and creativity is always sparked by by when things seem to be lacking. Totally. We, we had, yeah. We're kind of forced into creativity, which I think this has been a great season in the church for creativity. So when you say new things and creativity, are you talking about your new smoker? <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but yes. <laughs> yeah. It's uh Learn- something there's something about sitting near smoked meat as it cooks. It's uh Sparks innovation and ideas. I don't know. I don't know. It's just so I've I've heard and uh, I've heard it quite often actually from your wife that you actually watched like a master class on yes on how to smoke meat. Absolutely, yeah. There's like anything. There's a routine. There's a recipe, and if you don't get it right, you you I don't know. You you ruined something that could have been beautiful. There's a sermon in there somewhere. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure, sure there is. is. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that that's really helped you be resilient. <laughs> <laughs> for other tips call, t- call tim <laughs> he's got some yeah. other great ones but hey in all seriousness this conversation is really helpful with pastor jake and, and especially for for pastors and leaders and going okay how do how do we lead our team yeah. when we're feeling uncertain and what do we do and how do we talk to them and how do we keep the vision forward and keep them moving ahead. So I think this is going to be a very helpful conversation. So without further ado, let's go to my conversation with Pastor Jaken Mullen. Well, hey, Jaken, welcome back to GoCast. So good to see you, my friend. It's great to be here, Pastor Kelly. And hi to everybody who's listening and watching. Yeah, it's been, uh, well, this has been a year, um, <laughs> probably unlike any that we've ever faced as leaders. Uh, you and I, we we basically were took over this church just I think right about a year after you took over your church, and we have the same likes and dislikes and 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 sports and music and all the rest, all that stuff. And so we're it's amazing how we all get together and track 
with one another. But I think one of the most amazing things about this year is um, our churches are very similar in size and and uh, style and all all the rest of it. But I think unlike any other year, this year, regardless of church size or experience as a pastor, we're all on this in the same boat, going through the same thing, um, and wrestling the same battle. So, um, what have you learned personally? This year, what's what stood out to you? Because I know God's been talking to a lot of us about a lot of things. So, what stood out to you? Yeah, well, there's been there's been a lot, uh, Pastor Kelly, and and I wanted to say first of all, uh, it's an honor to serve the Lord with you and many other incredible colleagues uh, across Alberta mm-hmm. are just doing their best to build the church in this in this really difficult time that we're not all the way through yet. Uh, you know, sometimes it feels like we're through, and then you realize, yeah, we're not through this yet. Still, a year later, um, you know, there are lot, lots of different things that I've learned. But if, if I could put it to three things, it would be, number one, God is in control. <laughs> you know, oh, yes. you get through the first one, right? Like the, the pandemic, and, and, you know, you don't know what's happening. You don't know how bad it is. And you get kind of through that. It's like, I, I felt like this whole thing has been like a fever, you know, it's a virus, <laughs> but it's been like a spiritual fever too. Yeah. So true. It's really hot. And then it kind of eases off. And then you go through another fever, <laughs> you know, just a little bit later, like things that we just were not expecting to have to go through and work through and deal with and the polarization of people in the middle of all these things, all the political things, yeah. uh, all the things to do with COVID. Um, and, and you go through it. And, but you know, after about four of these major things, you kind of go, you know, God is still in control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second thing is God's using this to grow me. That's the second thing. That yeah. I- so good. And so, you know, making, even ma- making mistakes along the way, getting too, concerned even my own worries my own my own um concerns my own stress levels through through it you know once i got to the third bump in the road it's like hey listen we can handle this we can go through this i have grown in the ability to handle and carry stress and concern about you know all the things that are going on um yeah so that that's that's probably the second thing, and then the third thing is, you know, God's gonna God's gonna use this and turn it around. And uh, yeah, and I I just I just feel like in this season of time, God's used it to grow my leadership and the leadership of our team. And uh, in the middle of it, if we keep our sanity and keep our heads on straight and keep our life with Jesus, just stronger than ever. Yeah. God opens doors of influence to us, and uh, we're able to to minister to people even better. Like as the world's going crazy, and we're not, we're able to minister, and that that's probably been the things that I've learned and taken away most from from this last year. That's so good. Like yeah, through this whole year, as you're you're talking, it comes to mind too. Like God is really. It's, it really used this whole situation in many of us to kind of recenter on the what is the most important. And I think we got we get so wrapped up and we, we're comfortable with doing church and the way of doing church and all the rest of it. 
the rug gets pulled out and then we're going, okay, wait a second. We have to now recenter on, okay, what what is most important? What is church? Who am I as a pastor when, you know, the, the pulpit gets taken away for a season and things, you know, things things all shift and change? Who am I as a leader when there's so much uncertainty that goes on? Where am I really leaning in? What am I really trusting in? And all of that is kind of recentering and I think making making us stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah, rather than making us weaker. Well, for 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 us this year, we started the year with a series called Centered, which was like just Christ-centered life. Yeah, their life centered on Christ, and then the second series was called Build the Fam, uh, because it's been a difficult time for families. I mean, people are just annoyed with each other. They're stuck in the same house with each other. Yeah. you know, probably marriage would be the number one crisis. It's bigger than I, I I hate to say this, but it's bigger than the COVID crisis is the marriage crisis. Yeah, that's true. Having right now, and what happens is we get off Christ as the center, and then soon, you know, our lives fall apart. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people are right now. And um, man, if I can just say something right now to everybody, I don't know who's all listening, but. Um, whatever is going on in your world, get your life centered back on Christ, get back to church, get back to functioning the best that you can in the church. Uh, it'll be amazing how fast your, your life will turn back around. Yeah, it's so true. Centered, right? Yeah. Sports. I mean, we're sports guys, Pastor Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what sport you play, it, it all begins with your feet. Yep. It all begins with your balance and your posture yeah having being centered right and and so our lives on christ is the cornerstone is a foundation to how we live and and what goes on in beyond us into our marriages into our families into our businesses i mean it just all starts with with jesus so good so 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 powerful so true so talk, take us inside uh, your, I don't know, staff meetings, your, your church. And what's the biggest lesson in this season that you've learned as, as a team, as, as a church? Um, what, you know, struggles that you've had or that you've had to overcome it, or, yeah, just, I mean, how, you're, how you've plowed ahead as, as a church and what you've learned in this season. Yeah, well, um, I don't know if we've done everything right along the way. I don't think any of us have, no. <laughs> I think we I think we've made our, our mistakes, but I think our attitude has been right. Mm. And the attitude has been uh I I've used this saying, whatever comes our way. Like I've just said it to our staff. Hey, whatever comes our way. Yeah. You know, serve it, we're gonna outlove it, we're gonna outgive it, we're gonna outlast it. You know, you, your deci- your decision in leadership to outlast the problems that come helps you right from the beginning. It's your stance exactly. right from the beginning that, that allows you to all of a sudden you're creative, aren't you? You know, when, when you, when you're deciding, when you, when you haven't decided that you are going to outlast whatever comes, it's hard to be creative through it. But when you, when you've already made those decisions uh, and so you say, well, we're going to outserve this. Well, what does that look like? Mm. Well, when, when the, when the pandemic began, that meant that, uh, you know, we got creative on our pastoral teams and systems and 
how we were going to connect with people. And because in a church of our size, I can't connect with everybody. That's just not, that's not doable. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to last. <laughs> so, you know, setting up like pastors for people, contacting, say, we're, we're going to pastor you through this season and setting up different ways of uh, connecting with people in virtual small groups, which of course only had a certain amount of time to them because everybody got Zoom fatigue. Um, but just like literally going from creative solution to creative solution to creative solution um, really started, I believe, with that attitude, Yeah. whatever comes our way. And I think it's such a great attitude to have beyond COVID because, you know, life, life there's more, <laughs> there's more to life than COVID. Yeah. You know, there's more tough things that come your way than COVID. Uh, yeah. You, every pastor is going to go through betrayal, COVID or not. Yeah. And you have to make the decision ahead of that. Whatever comes my way, I'm serving the Lord. Uh, as for me and my house, uh, but even in the in the context of ministry life, whatever comes my way, I'm I'm going to continue to to serve God in whatever capacity He called me to. And so that that's the attitude I believe that's fueled different areas of creativity. Uh, you know, one of the things that we really it kind of got rebirthed in our church is just music, mm. which is funny when you know, <laughs> saying not to sing and all these things like this, and we're like. Well, now's the time to write and minister in different ways. And so um, a couple of creative things that happened through COVID was, uh, well, I, I did a song for Christmas with my daughter. Yep. We sent it out on Facebook into our city and, uh, and just said, hey, we have a gift for you this Christmas. We know this is a tough year. And, of course, my daughter, Ava, she's 15, and you know, she's got this sweet little voice, and we just want you to know the love of Jesus. Like I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is the best, right? <laughs> and this out to our city. And then we decided to do fireworks on our property for New Year's. Yeah. And people drove in. And honestly, it was like our 10-acre property was filled with cars. Highway 2, Highway 2A stopped on both sides of the roads with vehicles. And we yeah. had a, a radio station that was playing, you know, music and things for new year's that was from our church. And so all these people are listening and they're hearing the gospel over the radio as they're watching these fireworks and or preparing to watch the fireworks. And I'm going around, you know, from a distance waving at people and saying, Hey, uh, get on such and such a radio station. And all these people that I've never met are saying, thank you for that song with your daughter. Wow. Couldn't believe it. Like people I've never seen in my life. Thank you, wow. your daughter. Thank you for that song with your daughter. And you know, creativity came in all sorts of ways, such as fireworks, which was hilarious. I yeah. believe the response to a drive-in fireworks for New Year's, and how many people were just thankful to do something in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to get their kids in the car and go and see fireworks and hear music and and. Um, Long story short, I believe those ideas just came out of this spirit that said, we're going to overserve. Yeah, that's so good. And uh, that, that's been kind of the, the framework for our staff and our team 
so good. And I want to keep that. You know, I don't want to lose that. I was just going to say, that's, I mean, the creativity in this season, I felt the same thing with our team. Like, you're forced in when what is you're normally doing is is changed to get extremely creative and i was like man i don't want to lose that like i don't want to get comfortable again where we lose that creativity and i love the attitude that you talked about you know whatever comes our way we're gonna out we're gonna out serve it we're gonna out love it we're gonna outlast it man that is that that is powerful all right um now uh, speaking of which uh your church you guys just celebrated your 49th anniversary right wow my parents uh, came 49 years ago with a vehicle and about 200 bucks in their pocket to serve for a month. And um, they pastored the church here for 37 years. And then yep. uh, the last 12 years, Beck and I have been leading the church. So cool. Well, congratulations, because that's that's a big deal. That's 49 years is, is a big deal. So talk to us. I don't know, next year is going to be, got to be a wild party, 50 years, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, so talk to us about what that, what, you know, the 49 years means to you. Um, your parents planted it, you grew up in the church, but looking back on, on the church's history, you know, and, and what you've learned from, from the past and how to apply that and, and learning from its history, uh, to, to propel it forward in the, in the future. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just, I'm just really excited. Like I have a anticipation for these next few years that I don't, I don't know if I've ever had, you know, and um, like when we, when we took leadership of the church, we didn't have a clue what we were doing really, but we did have like, this just this spirit of faith on us. Yeah. You know, when sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, I kind of feel that same thing. It's almost like a rebirth, like back and I are in our, we'll, we will begin our 12th year in September. And, uh, and, and so we'll, we'll be, 12 years in churches, 49 years in, and you know, that 49, seven times seven, you know, the seven yep. completion. Of course, I know how to count by sevens because of football. Um, yeah, exactly. There we go. Now you're talking. Uh, but uh, other times tables I'm not so good at as football, but you know, 49 <laughs> completion, uh, perfection, and then, uh, you know, the Feast of Weeks, of course, is the Old Testament, uh, 49. Yep. The year of Jubilee, 49 plus 1. And uh, and then the New Testament, you know, when you get to 50, of course, you're talking about Holy Spirit, you know, yep. Pentecost. Yeah. And, uh, and there's this scripture that Jensen Franklin uh, brought out that just gets me every time when it talks about uh, the number seven, which is in how they built the house of God. You know, it said by a cubit and a hand breadth. It's in Ezekiel. Mm. Uh, it's just such an interesting scripture to me. And every time I get into anything regarding like the hand of God, when we're talking about the hand of God on your life, yeah. this scripture always comes up in my mind where it says, in my house, there needs to be a cubit and a handbreadth. And it's so interesting when you take your handbreadth and you go one, two, three, four, five, six. In your arm is one, one cubit is six, number six, six handbreadths wow. to your end of your hand. 
which is really interesting that God made it that way. Yeah. Uh, but then it says, in my house, it's got to be, I want a, another handbreadth. I want a seventh. And mm. Six, it actually is the word cubitus, which means from the elbow. So from the elbow to the end of your finger. Um, but that seven is the seventh hand. So if you can imagine being in Israel and seeing all these houses that were all built with a cubit, you know, like Noah, God told Noah to build the ark with a cubit. So many cubits by so many cubits. But when it's talking about God's house, if you can imagine walking through Israel and there's all these houses that look the same, but then God's house just has a different dimension. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're to have a different dimension on our lives. And, uh, and that's what the seven, seven is. The seven is God's hand on what we can do. And God always used people through the scriptures, right? People that had the six. They had their abilities, their ways. But God's like, that's not enough. I got to put yeah. my hand on, on what you're doing for it, for it to be eternal, to have eternal value in it. And so, you know, as we go into 49, I'm just expecting the hand of God on, on our church like never before. Yeah. Yeah, I got on uh, on our province and believing God for for just a move of God coming out of this crazy season that we're, we've been in, but moving into uh, a season of the hand of God on our lives. And you know, when you talk about the hand of God um, or or hands, you know, hands were always made for blessing. Mm-hmm. Whether it was you know baby dedication, the first thing you do is bring your baby in and bless them with their hands. And, you know, in Hebrew culture, it was a daily father blessing on the yep. children. Of course, you know, when they became of age, there was the, the blessing that came upon their children. Uh, but then, you know, as you go into, um, you go to Timothy and Paul, it was uh, the hand of, the hand of impartation. Yeah. That uh, came upon them. Stir up the gift of God that's been given to you by the laying on of hands. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so just interesting, like just just studying about the hands and what what hands mean, and to think that you know God made this cubit to go. I want I want to put my hand on what you're doing, and so that's my that's my prayer for our church, for the church in this next season is that it wouldn't just be because you know we can we can God can give us creativity, right? There can be songs. <laughs> yeah. There can sermons there yep. can be curriculums there can be pastoral care systems like we can go through and we can go god this is our six like this is what we're doing but you know without without god's hand on all of that what is it yeah so good so far we we desperately need the hand of god on us and you know amazing when you when you talk about elijah and he's yeah. You know, there's, it's barren. It's a barren season. Nothing's growing. Nothing's happening. And I love the beginning of that scripture. that says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Couldn't see it, but he could hear it. Yeah. I feel like that's where we are right now. We can't see it. We're not seeing a revival right now, but I can hear it. Yeah. Feel it. That's so good. And I, I think that talking with a lot of pastors, you talk with a lot of pastors as well, but and talking with a lot of pastors and, and leaders and, and those in the church, sensing the same thing that like we hear a sound and we we are sensing, okay, God's hands about to move in exponential ways that this is a setup for 
for a, a major shift in the church. And, and that's kind of what we wanted this season of GoCast to be on is going, hey, what are pastors, what are pastors seeing and sensing? Because, you know, it's been a season of uncertainty, but we need to hear the voice of the Lord, need to see the hand of the Lord move. We've, we've, ex, you know, we've exhausted our own personal ability. Now we need that seventh hand, which is so powerful. But you're not just, you're not just, you're not just saying it or sensing it. I mean, you're taking a major step of faith. Um, you just announced to your congregation that you guys are going to be uh, launching a massive building project. I mean, this is this is a big step of faith in this season, COVID, all the rest of it. You're you're boldly stepping out. Talk us about you know talk to us. Talk to us about that, walking through that decision with your team, yourself, what you wrestled with, and, and the, the sense that you're having in stepping forward like this boldly now. Well, first of all, I just got to say this, like, it, you know, anybody who, who knows me knows, like, I'm not a risk taker by nature. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I am. Well, yeah, I would, I would just, I would disagree on one level, though. I mean, you cheer for the Clippers and the Chargers, <laughs> so I'm just it hasn't worked out so well. Huh? <laughs> I was like, those are pretty big risks. <laughs> no, I'm loyal. I'm loyal. That's that's true. Very loyal. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying yeah. When it comes to risk, like you know, if somebody says like, "Hey, let's let's do something really fun," you know, let's let's go sky skydiving and it's like yeah you go ahead you know i'm not doing it or honestly anything to do with motorsports like that's just an injury or or death waiting to happen for me <laughs> so you know like that i'm just not a risk i'm not a risk taker like you know you know you sit down with the you know the, the people that are helping you with your investments and you take this the survey right are you the guy that, you know, wants to risk it all? Or are you the guy that goes long-term? I'm the long-term guy that doesn't risk much. Just, I'm fine to just keep going and be steady. And, you know, that's my nature. That's, that's kind of, that's just kind of who I am. Yeah. And I never would have thought that we'd be pulling the trigger on a building project when we're not even through COVID yet. Yeah. It's just, it, it doesn't make sense in so many different ways. Like, why would we be doing this? You know, we probably are 75% back in church attendance. Uh, you know, you know, just like all of the signs of the economy, everything. Yeah. And, and yet we're at this spot where in the church, there's a spirit of faith and, and we just are like, I'm probably out of our team. I'm probably the most hesitant out of everyone. And yet I feel like it is the time for us to keep, to move ahead. It's amazing. And so, you know, our church has given uh, for several years to get to this point where we're able to make this stuff. And we just, uh, we just feel like this is the time for us to, to make the move. And so we're taking this, and it is a huge step of faith for yep. a step of yep. faith. You know, my, my, I was asking my, my parents who, you know, bought this property. It's prime land, uh, you know, right on the two, Highway 2, Highway yep. 2. And, um, you know, I was asking them, and because I know what they went through just to get this building on this property. And I'm like, 
so what is how does this compare to the step of faith you took and my mom's like this is a bigger step of faith than you took and that just seriously made my adam's apple like go up and down <laughs> like a bunch of times where I'm like oh wow wow yeah but uh but we're so excited about it we feel like uh, i'll just i'll i'll speak this into existence what we feel is we feel like god's called us to build something that's world-class in Red Deer, Alberta, of all places. But we feel like it's the first fruits of many great churches and church buildings that are going to come up across Canada. Mm, so good. And I know it's, uh, I, I can't explain that except for I feel like it's just what God's put in my spirit, God's put in my heart, is that, uh, you know, across Canada, especially in spirit-filled churches there, yep. there, there isn't uh, a lot of signs of you know great churches and, and church buildings that you go wow that is something amazing and we just feel like god's put that in our heart to do and to be the first i believe to be the first of many this isn't about home church you know doing this or that i believe this is the first of many great churches for this what i believe is the end time harvest that's going to come we don't know how long that is i don't know if jesus is coming back in 20 years or 50 years or or 100 years but um we believe that this this is something that we're called to do for the end time harvest and for us in in red deer you know this will give us the ability to to grow to you know eight to ten thousand people just in our community here so cool. Well, I know that's a that's a crazy thing to even think of with at the size that we're at now, but and in COVID, but that's what we're believing for. It's so good, and it's it's so inspiring too to be able to take not not just say, "Hey, I sense you know the the greatest season of the church is coming," or "I sense God is going to break through," or "I sense it's going to be strong." And I, like all of us pastors, we we're sensing God's up to something, but at the same time, then we look around and going, you know, is is the congregation we had going to come back? Is is what's going to happen? Like, what are we going through? Are the finances going to bounce back? What happens like if? And are we going to be able to survive that? And yet to be able to take that giant leap of of faith and and plowing ahead in the midst of uncertainty is is very inspiring. So, man, and it is. I believe with you that it is a, a first fruit of of something big for. The church in our province, country, uh, around the world as well. It's great. I, I really believe that, you know, faith steps are so important. Yeah. And, and you know, for, for pastors that are watching and listening, it's a personal faith step. But then there's also, you know, then there's the corporate faith step. And yeah. Beck and I have, have chosen to do both. Like literally take the largest faith step personally we've ever taken uh and to lead our church in taking a faith step so good uh, but then also as, as a church to take a to take a faith step and uh, and trust god and move forward and uh see what god will do so if anybody wants to help me with the faith step you're more than welcome to <laughs> that's awesome we're believing for some miracles you know yeah it's good. well that's very very exciting um you you have a incredible 
pastor's heart and love connecting with other leaders. So talk to the pastor listening right now who's contemplating their own path forward for themselves, you know, in in ministry, you know, personally, do we continue? I think many of the older pastors that I've been talking to, and I'm sure you're finding this as well, are contemplating, do I have enough energy to kind of restart? This almost feels like a replant. Do I have enough energy to do that? Is it me that wants to do that? The younger pastors are struggling with, you know, the the fear, the uncertainty of, you know, you know, having to restart hadn't made had momentum at one point and it's kind of um waned a bit now and, and kind of discouraged in in their own right so what advice would you give to pastors listening based on what you're hearing from pastors you're talking to well you know before i i get to any advice i i just want to say like you know pastors are so needed right now yeah. You're just so needed. Um, and you may not you may not hear how needed you are, uh, but you're so needed uh, yeah, at so this time. Cool. You're crucial to just people's lives. Um, and and I know like I know for myself, I've had some of those same thoughts. You know, like, man, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like maybe this is going to be really hard. This is, this is difficult. Um, are we going to make it? Yeah. Uh, definitely had all those, all those thoughts uh, along the way. But, you know, I, I believe what's kept us is, is knowing that God called us. Yeah. And I haven't heard anything else from the Lord <laughs> besides that we're called here at this time. And, and you know, if God God would have to speak very clearly for us to make it move, because you know, when you're living in, in the calling of God, you know, the calling of God doesn't mean that it's not going to come with incredible challenges, persecution, betrayals, you name it along the way. Um, but but when you're called by God, ultimately, I, it always just comes back to my relationship with Christ, and that He called me. Yes. That's what it always so comes back to, you know, and, and I, I've, I've had the moments too, where just like Peter, God saying, do you love me? <laughs> Feed my sheep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you love me? It isn't it amazing though, how our ministry really at the very core is fueled by our motive of love for Christ himself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you love me? Yeah. Once we get our love for Christ uh, in the right place, it's amazing how all of the other things of ministry life start to kind of take their place. When, and that and that's what's scary. You know, we we've been talking about, um, you know, you know, as pastors, like, hey, everybody, you know, don't get secluded, don't isolate. All this. What about us? What yeah. About like, are you as a pastor isolating, being secluded, withdrawing from people, even because of your concern for whether they're going to stick around with you or not? Are you withdrawing? Like, I, I'm, I'm concerned about that with pastors. You know, that yeah. withdraw and uh, you know, all of a sudden, 
you know, where I'm in in a healthy place. Yeah. I want to encourage every pastor to reach out to somebody to get prayer. You know, I reach out to my pastor, but I'm also reaching out, you know, to you, Kelly, and other pastors and just connecting. Just, hey, let's pray together. Let's connect. Yeah. Making sure that I, yep. I'm sending out a text when I'm not doing so well on a Monday or whatever it is that maybe I'm struggling. Something happened or it was a weaker Sunday. Sending that text and connecting. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was the other part of the question? No, I just advice for pastors like the going through that stuff. And I think what you're you're saying is so good, right? I mean, it's it's about connection again, coming back to the foundations again, and our relationship with with Christ. That we say that so flippantly. I think we say it so often as pastors that we don't really anchor ourselves in that same thing and going, okay, it's not about what ministry looks like. It really is about relationship. You know, God's. We get to heaven. He's not going to be concerned about what size our church was before we got there. He's going to be concerned about the relationship and the connection with Him. So re-anchoring there, but also not losing that connection with. And I like what what you're saying is like, don't lose the connection with other pastors. Sometimes it's just encouraging, it just to talk with other pastors and going, man, I'm I'm feeling this way, and have have them say on the other side, I. I I'm feeling the same way. I don't know what else to tell you, but it's just suddenly a relief in going, okay, I'm not the only one um, battling, you know, going, being discouraged or I'm tired, I think is probably one of the biggest words that I've heard, heard from pastors. I'm just tired. Like it's exhausting leading on uncertainty. You know, I called a, a friend of ours, uh, probably, it was probably, um, you know, right in the middle of everything that was going down and, and I told him that, and I said, you know what? I said to him, yeah, I'm just really tired. And he said something that was really good for me at that point. He said, you know, we take tired very seriously. And I went, oh, because like maybe I didn't take it seriously enough. He goes, you can make the same same bad decisions tired as you can drunk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That hit me. That hit me. Or, you know, <laughs> like you, you can make some really bad decisions tired. And I think that sometimes the enemy comes and plays in on tired too and puts these thoughts in us and discouragement, you know, uh, depression comes in on tired, like all these different things, you know, you have a, like, and I know like pastors right now are doing like multiple, multiple services. I get done Sunday and I'm exhausted yeah, after yep. four services. Like I am, I am, I am exhausted. And, you know, this week, four services, did a, um, a pastoral situation that was a critical situation and then uh, did something online and I got done at seven o'clock on Sunday. I was, I was exhausted. Yeah. And then we can work in on that exhaustion and come in and, and sow negative seeds, maybe about something that you said, or maybe about, you know, maybe like, you know, is this ever going to turn around? Yeah. You know, yeah. and come back to what it was, let alone what it really is called to be. Um, and the enemy works in on, on tired. Yeah. And we got to guard, guard against that. And, you know, we, we were lacking too in things like that we used to attend, such as conferences and things yeah. like that where we used to get refueled. And, and now we got to go away on vacations. We can't leave anywhere now. No. <laughs> it is a real challenge. It is. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to the day when we 
can do those things. Yeah, exactly. So what? So what do you do? Like, so what, I mean, state of discouragement when you're tired, you know, and, and to the pastor that is that's feeling that. Like, what's something practical or something that that you've done that's kind of rejuvenated you and gives you life again? Well, I, I've I've changed my schedule completely. Hmm. You know, as a schedule changes on you, you got to change your schedule. It's all good. And we, we, that was probably one of the first things that we did. And, and then there's a, a slight adjustment period to that. Um, but, you know, now my week goes Sunday to Thursday. That's okay. Yeah. Thursday night we record our online services. And actually our Thursday night service is like, like it's packed. Like we can't hmm. else come Thursday nights, which is really cool and a great idea for, for pastors right now especially going into summer and, and going into spring. Yeah, because people will leave for the weekend, right? But they can, they can still, they, they don't have to miss church. It's been great for our church. Like yeah. One of the highlights of, of, you know, one of the things that's kind of come out of COVID is a Thursday night service. And, um, but, you know, Thursday and, then, and, and I'm, I'm off Friday and Saturday. That's, that, that's what life looks like for us. I work a very hard Monday to Thursday. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a good week but then i'm, I'm back ready and, and i really like too one of the things that's come out of it is like thursday I'm, I'm ready for thursday night preach thursday night and friday and saturday that word just kind of like continues to yeah i'm to sit and by the time i get to sunday man i'm i'm ready to rip for sunday yeah that's awesome well I mean, there's there's a, a, a key to that uh, as well, though, I mean, but by taking Friday and Saturday off, uh, I don't know if you're you're probably like me, but you have you know one day off and then you're back at it, or or you usually take it like a Saturday or off or something like that, and then Sunday's coming. Your mind is still dealing with what happened in the week and projecting what's going on the next week, and you're not really um, recreating because you're the you're still your mind is still occupied there by having that second day like that that uh, allows you to go yeah I can leave that alone and 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 kind of recreate and rest yeah finding some things to do physically is important yeah ran a marathon a few years ago yeah which I can't even believe I did with these stubby little legs that I got but uh, <laughs> ran a marathon but um, you know I just decided um, you know, I'm going to start a run club. So I started a run club. It's just, it's short distances. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of people that have joined me in that, that are, some of them are walking, some of them are running, but just something that you can do that is consistent. That's also connecting with people in some way, even though it's, uh, you know, online and stuff, it's like, you know, you got your little, your little chat and everybody's checking in saying they got their, their stuff done. It's just, it's just, that's very cool. And, um, and so, you know, your, your, your own health is so important. The health of your marriage, you know, Beck and I have, you know, we, we have kind of dates that we plan, you know, personally, yeah. Also, uh, you know, we're getting away here for a few days, uh, just going to Canmore for a couple of days. You know, right. you just have to, look at all the different areas of life and make sure that you're healthy. And, uh, you know, there's that scripture that talks about like, you know, how it's a great thing to 
aspire to be an elder or a leader. And then it says, you know, you gotta you gotta be able to take care of your own house, you know. Yeah. And so you know, having making sure that you're you're doing fine, your kids are doing fine, your your spouse, you guys are doing fine, your marriages as well. Um, and 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 at the top of that, Pastor Kelly, for me, and I just I have to say this because I I really believe in it. At the top of that is an accountability to my pastor. Right. And, um, you know, that, that, that's just a vulnerability to say when you're not doing great. And obviously, you know, I got great friends like you and that, you know, in a peer, peer way, we have connection and relationship or what's going on in our lives. Um, but accountability is so huge. And I, I find so many people say that they have a pastor, but they never talk to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never tell them what they're really going through. Yeah. And, uh, and or maybe it's only pastor when it relates to church stuff, but not, you know, personal right. stuff. And I, I've found that that has been huge for Beck and I, to be able to call, text, uh, and I check in about every 10 days with my pastor and just say, hey, things are well, things are good, or, hey, I got a few things that I got to run by you. And uh, that has been huge for us. That's awesome. It's so good. I think what a lot of what you're, the accountability, but also what you're saying too, is like when we're tired, one of the first things that that really goes is our disciplines, right? Whether that's, you know, the eating, the workouts, the, you know, the schedules, like it, when you're tired... Uh, it's a lot easier to walk away from that. But in reality, what I'm hearing you saying is that when you're tired, I mean, it's it's the disciplines that you got to kind of focus in on again because they're the ones that are going to recreate you and strengthen you to be able to to get back on your feet. So I know that's that did it for me. You know, COVID and all the schedules changed. Everything everything changed, and I realized, man, yeah, the COVID fifteen you know, nineteen pounds or whatever, yeah, that started to, to affect. And I was like, man. And it was about in the fall, I was like, okay, enough is enough. And I doubled down on some of the disciplines and began working that. And, and it's amazing how I, I was too tired. I didn't want it. I didn't feel like it. But on double downing that, it, it bounced back a whole lot um, quicker. And and then finally, suddenly felt my legs again and going, okay, okay, here we go. Let's, let's go. Um, because you start taking care of yourself. So that's real good. And, you know, like some of those habits that, you know, I've been encouraging our church on the Build the Fam series, you know, there's the habits that people have right now that are horrible habits, like just the Netflix till four in the morning and, you know, talking to young people that have just like, their habit is just staying up super late playing video games. And I find out their parents are watching Netflix till three in the morning, you know, and you wonder why you feel horrible is is because your your habits are just off. And so, you know, I know this is simple stuff, but maybe it helps somebody. Is like even as I started to run, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to bed earlier. Right. It's like this most simple thing. Um, but and I I'm a I'm a I would like to stay up late. That's kind of where go the way that I'm kind of built, you know. But it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna discipline I'm gonna put some disciplines in my life that are gonna guard my health because because the kingdom <laughs> because the kingdom is the priority uh, I, I'm I'm going to do what is needed for my own health to right. be able to lead well. 
Absolutely. So good. Man, this has been so good. Thank you again so much for uh, for coming on and discussing this with us. And I know it's been helpful for a lot of pastors. Is there what's on, is there anything that in closing that is on your heart that you want to share we haven't talked about or a revelation you've been chewing on or something that, that you just feel like you need to, to share with, with those listening? Uh, well, I mean, there's lots of sermons. We're all preaching a million sermons right now. You know, lots of the things. I mean, I've been really going on this 49 thing and this 50 yeah. thing these next two years to me and just me just just something on it for for our church but i i i pray if there's anything that i could pray is that is that there would be a rebirth in every leader yeah in this time uh a re a re-energized spirit and life and even prophetic flow of life that would come back into leaders where Hearing the voice of God and moving forward with the voice that of God would would become so real to every leader and every pastor. You know? Yeah. Um, we're we're just. I, I think one of the concerns I have is that you know culture invades church rather than church invade culture. Wow. You know that's one of the concerns I have, and I think we have to know that we're different and be okay with that. Yeah. You know, God made us as sevens, not sixes. So, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. be different, be okay with that. And if that means that you're doing some things that people would say, I can't believe you're doing that right now. Maybe that's a good thing. Like Maybe yeah. that's like a sign that, that something different is happening in your life yeah. and, and through you and through your church. And that's what I pray. I pray that, I pray that for our, for our nation, Pastor Kelly, for for your church, for for all the other churches. I pray that we become a sign and a wonder and a light in this time. Yeah, amen. And so I, I pray that I pray that God opens doors for you and uh, and for other pastors that are listening, uh, simply because something on us. And, and I think that's that's the thing to. To guard, you know, it's like we're guarding our own life, but then like stirring up the gift of God within us. Yeah, there's so much that God has for us to to do in this next season of time. Yeah, Amen. I I receive that, and I know those pastors, leaders listening receive it as well. I believe, like you believe, that the best is yet to come for for the church, and and we're just getting started. And I think we talked about even with disciplines and getting back our energy back. I think there's, you know, you listen, you watch athletes, and we're we're always into the sports. They're, they're training as hard now in the off season, probably harder now in the off season than they would be mid season, and and in preparation for what's to come. And I really feel like there's something shifting, something's changing in the next year or two. But I, something's coming this fall, and I think right now, for us as pastors and leaders, this is the time to 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 train, to prepare, to get ready for um, the next move of God, whatever that looks like. But I I think the best is yet to come. So thank you so much, Jake, and for joining us today. It's been awesome. Such a pleasure to see you again, my friend. What a great conversation with Pastor Jake. And man, there's so much in there. I just love that, you know, how bold he's been in this season yeah. and taking on like a building project and, and massive things, despite when everybody's kind of, I don't know, slowing down and, and you know, 
focused on just maintaining. He's going all in, and I, I love that. Yeah. Very, very builds a lot of courage and and man, inspi inspiring for sure. What mm -hmm. what stood out to you? Yeah, I think the word inspiring is exactly right. So to have everything like that going on and still be able to deliver vision to your team, and I love what he said that you know whatever happens, we're going to outlove it, outlast it, and outserve it. Like what a what a defining. Uh, vision for just pushing through with this next season coming up so um i that stuck with me I yeah i that. love that saying and i mean it's something that no yeah i mean things that, this has been a whole bunch of season of of curveball so yeah. at the time of this recording um i know there's many of our friends that are watching that are in the states and things are opening up for you guys here in canada we just got locked down again and so here we go i think this is round three or mm -hmm. four I, I we've lost count um but just that attitude of going, okay, here we go again. Is this ever going to end? Yeah. But having that attitude of no matter what comes our way, we're, we're going to take it ahead. We're going to love it, outlast it, yeah. outserve it. So, so good. We want to continue the conversation with you. And we want you to be very much a part of the conversation, not just listening or observing or, or watching these podcasts. We want to hear from you. What, what have you done in this time that's worked for you and your team? Man, continue the conversation let's keep talking we'd yeah. love to hear from you so how do people connect with us for sure you can find us at gocast.ca you can also listen to the podcast on any major podcast playing platforms yeah and connect with us on social media as well we would love uh, to hear from you and get to know you and your ministry more well next week we have another great episode coming with uh, Pastor Brandon Stewart, who leads uh, the organization Leading Second, also is uh, a key leader for Team Church, which is conferences, and gets he has conversations with pastors and leaders yeah. all over uh, the world, regularly connecting with them and their teams. And his insight in the conversations he's been having with pastors and leaders is very insightful and I think is going to be very beneficial for all of you. So here is a clip from next week's conversation with Pastor Brandon Stewart. I mean, I, it, uh, on a personal note, that one of the things that's driving me and drives my passion for Leading Second is the fact that our churches went through trauma this last year. I think one of the things we realized, my pastor would say that if he was talking right now, is that we had people in our churches that were assembled but not aligned. Oh. And so when people have exited this year, in many ways, it was the people that weren't really with us. They were in the room, but weren't really with us, you know, in some ways. Right. And, but, but my passion really got activated last year when I started realizing that wasn't for the two time a month church attender. That was all the way up the ranks of the team. I mean, I, I have never had a season where I had to coach so much tough transition in churches and so many trough staff, you know, exits. And um, it was heavy at times. It was really, it was really uh, crazy, the amount of transition and the nature of transitions. And um, people in the second chair and on your team and teams everywhere took a hit this last year. And right. so our ministry, it felt more like an emergency room the last year rather than an outpatient clinic. Well, can't wait for next week with Pastor Brandon Stewart. You're not going to want to miss mm -hmm. that. Thank you again for joining us. And before we go... Tim, I got a va very major question for you. What okay. is on the the menu tonight? What, what have you been smoking this week? Uh, last night was smoked wings. Uh, when I find enough time, I'm going to attempt the Almighty brisket. Yeah, I think at some point. So well, awesome! Yeah. And I still have not yet had a sample. So <laughs> just just saying, not 
that we're going to bring that up anymore. But that's all. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of GoCast. We hope you feel inspired and better equipped to take your community for Christ. Make sure to subscribe to receive each new episode as it's released. Let's go and break the stat together.